live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. I'm working for Steve Cofield, and it's just it's just non-stop. Out of, it's a nonstop. Non-stop. In spite of being quite chubby and not eating healthy, I don't have enough donuts. I should eat more donuts because I love them. So Willie's all, Willie's all amped up. Yeah, now I'm ready. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, 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 partying. Yeah! All right, here we go. Friday, 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 Friday. Always like to scare the hell out of the people playing the machines here. Golden Circle, Sportsbook and Bar, inside Treasure Island. Willie Ramirez is here as the company. Ari is back in our Finley Toyota studios. Our our baseline dude, Jed. Very steely nerves. You never know what's going on with Jed. I think I like that, but then sometimes I'm like, uh-oh. I don't know what the hell's going on, but he runs a clean show. That's what we care about the most. Knock on plastic table. Are you good with Jed, or you got something to hash out here? I see you looking at him. You, you got something? I was going to say that no matter what show, no yeah. matter where I'm at, if I'm at an Aces game, if I'm here, Silver Seven, so, Mateo's my guy. But if, like, oh, if, if, oh, if wait a let me finish, mouth. <laughs> if someone were to ever rush us, I want Jed on the on the like. That's the dude. I want him doubling as the bodyguard of the show. Wow. I mean, truth be told. Um, when he's good to go, I don't care how old Bobby is or gets. Bobby is always the regulator. I've never seen Bobby. I, not, I, know, I know you've never seen Bobby work a remote, but um, there's no messing around. And Angel's very good. Bobby's old school. Bobby is old school. Yeah. Yes. Bobby, Bobby puts up some of the best Facebook posts ever. Uh, they're unbelievable. And back in the day, you know, not to make light of a t- terrible story, but we used to, uh, back at Sports Fan Radio Network, working with Bobby Machado back all the way to like 96, 97, his nickname was the Unibobby. Oh. So you'd have the hood on, you're like, okay, where's Bobby? What's going on? Are we all going to be okay? So there's always that, there's always been that kind of looking over your shoulder. Like something could happen. But that's a good thing when you need, you know, a little bit of, little bit of muscle. Well, I don't know. Now they get the feds on alert for West Flamingo. But whatever. <laughs> all right, big five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. What a wild night in Las Vegas. I drove that was home. crazy yesterday. Yeah. You were driving? I drove home from the Aces game. In it. So, between, stuck in it. between the rain, the crazy flooding yet again at other spots, up and down the strip where the ceilings are leaking, and then basically from the east side to some of the west side, there was some lunatic engaged with Metro shootout, yeah. car crash at the end. I think it was like a white, I think that was a Chevy Avalanche, like all smashed up at the Cater and Charleston. I think it started over by like Cheyenne and Pecos. There were shots fired at freaking DI indicator. Roads were closed everywhere. That was that was a wacky night for Las Vegas. And it wacky. Was, and it was not 
a former or current professional athlete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we going to get blamed for this guy too? Like only in Vegas. Only that, that, in Vegas yeah, there. Are, believe me, there are cr crazies who uh, drive like lunatics and unfortunately it, it shootouts. Was, everywhere. It was so. So my mom texted me. I gave her. I sent her her. Hey, checking in. Love you. Hope you're having a good day. Text and she texted back. You know, you you send that just to check in, and then you get you end up in like a four minute texting conversation. But part of it was. How did Kahlua do with the storm? Oh, you had to drive in it. How did that go? Da, 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 da. And I told her, I was like, I actually drive fine in it because I drive offensive, not defensive. It's the people that drive defensive in that kind of weather, and you got your foot ready to go, and you're riding the brake, and all of a sudden you're skidding and sliding. So I just drive right through it and pay attention. I'm always looking ahead to see who's driving skittish. Who, uh, let me get in the fast lane. I'd rather just drive and go straight through it. If you got a brake, you're going to have problems. If you ride your brake on the freeway, you got problems. First of all, if you ride your brake on the freeway, you should not be on the freeway. Rain, get, sunshine, get snow, off. What, just, just get off to the right. Just, just no, just get off right lane. The freeway. No, just take side streets. That's it, Willie's laying down the law. If you're going to ride the, the brake on the freeway, get off. I, you know, I did not. We've never had this conversation before. That is one of my favorite lines about uh, driving. That I, I play defense by being offensive. Yes. Of course. Like I was, uh, I was driving down to the airport today on the 15, and and if you notice the stuff around Trump starting to happen, where they have the uh, the HOV lane closed for about a mile and yes. a half, yep. and with the merge, it got like super intense, and you know there was a big slowdown, and I was like kind of riding both lanes, not legal, but at that point, I you know, my uh, the SO was kind of like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And I'm like, it's all right, I haven't escaped to my left. I'm watching. In a We're good, but you know when you're not in control and it looks like there's going to be a collision because the traffic slows down. You know when you're in the passenger seat, it can be scary. In a regular situation, when, when I'm driving, driving, it's not scary. When you're driving and you're on the freeway and you're going to change lanes, it's the first rule. What's your first rule? I know mine is. I don't know. Tell me what's the first rule. I speed up. I don't brake. Yeah. If you brake on the freeway to change lanes, you're an idiot. Straight up. You have to stay with the flow of traffic. You don't break because now all of a sudden what you're doing is you're causing disruption in your lane and you're causing hesitation and a little bit of skittishness in the lane you're changing. Drive with the flow of traffic and flow into it. If you need to come off, then you just let off the speed. You let off the gas a little bit, pump the brake a little bit. You don't brake to change lanes on the freeway. You you accelerate and make sure you're staying with the flow of traffic and flow in nicely. Number four. So Deshaun Watson did an interview today. Uh, he is playing in the game tonight for the Browns. No decision came down on the appeal of Judge Sue L. Robinson's six-game decision. Did you notice yesterday that Team Watson apparently wants to make an offer of uh, eight-game suspension and a $5 million fine? This seems to be... A real negotiation that I, I think Watson may be a little late on. I heard Peter King talking to Doug Gottlieb over on our sister station, mm -hmm. Fox Sports Las Vegas, and Peter King said uh, the NFL might consider, he thinks, a 12-game suspension and a $10 million fine. So what happens here? Does the NFL just slam him and then this potentially goes to court, or do both sides just kind of get smart here? Almost and like come take, and take come to a resolution like, hey, it's ten games, it's seven and a half million, let's move on. Because one of the things Peter King was saying, like the NFL really doesn't want this 
on the front page every day. Well, they're the ones who appealed the decision. Sue Robinson, that was it. We were ready to move on. Six games, let's go. Unfortunately, considering the circumstances, you settle for 8, 10, or 12, and it's not a full season, it's going to be on the front page anyway. It's going to be out there every time he has a bad game. You know, by the way, he went one for five, seven-yard completion. Josh Dobbs, three for three for 28 yards. Uh, He's now in. So, I don't know, maybe the Browns just say, hey, let's just ride it out. But he's a little sluggish today. Number three. You're a big backer of Derek Carr. Yep. Like when I brought up, well, Adam wanted to tear to Adam Hill, part of the company, Raiders beat writer for the RJ. He wanted to tear the whole thing down. He's a um, negative Nelly. I, I was fine with, hey, if someone's going to give you like two or three first-round picks, I don't think that was going to happen for Derek Carr, then I might have played that game. But I, I, I like Derek Carr. I think he's a good player. Is he a top-seven quarterback? I'm not sure yet. Now he's got the weapons. I don't know if he has the line. Maybe we'll have a year with the Raiders where there's not tumult all the time, so you didn't have to worry about that. But you're very high. You're a big defender of Derek Carr. I don't know if you like him as much as Colin Cowherd, as he had a take this morning that I thought was really interesting. Heard laid it out that, hey, this guy is a top quarterback. I'm going to tell you why, but this is the way he starts out with, you know, I might tell you why, but for some reason in this era, whatever I give you as proof, you still won't accept it. In 2022, it's a really weird world we live in, and I think social media is part of the problem. A big part of it is that you used to be able to give people like video proof or data or stats, and you would win the argument. But it doesn't work that way anymore. We have video of glaciers melting. We have a global warming issue. And people are like, that's politics. No, it's environmental. I don't care about the politics of it. We have glaciers melting. Here's proof. Here's data. Nobody wants to listen to it. You can give people proof. I'll give you three data points on Derek Carr. He's indisputably an elite quarterback, and by the end of this rant, you still won't believe it. It is sort of amazing on social media. You can answer with data points and video and proof, and people just change the argument. They just move the goalpost. So, like, they just – they will not – they will not – most people will not admit, you know what, maybe I was wrong here. Let's have her lay out these data points. In the last four years – He has the highest completion percentage in the league of anybody still playing. Drew Brees was slightly higher. That's it. He's the most accurate thrower in the league. In the last eight years, he is the most reliable quarterback coming from behind in the fourth quarter. Leads the NFL in that. He has also faced the most crisis at head coach for a top quarterback. This will be his sixth in nine years. So he's the most accurate, the best playing from behind late, and he's done it in chaos. Look at the smile on your face. You are happy. You just made me smile. You're beaming. We can see you on video. You're holding it back now. Now you're embarrassed. Stop it. Ear to ear. You love Derek Carr. You and Hurd. You got to sit next to each other at the games when he comes out here up in the up in the uh, press box. Well, if press, Colin and I sit box. next to each other, we're gonna, we're going to be talking about Vegas in the '90s when we covered oh boxing. And I'm sure he's going to look over and be like, "Is this guy going to keep talking about old? I just <laughs> want to watch the game." <laughs> Derek Carr's on the field, man. Nobody cares about Jerry. Here, watch him. Not listen to you. Nobody cares about Jerry Ryder, Dexter Boney. Shut up, Willie. Yeah. Hey, I get the people that argue against the data, right? And get, because the bottom line is, what do we say? Super Bowls, playoffs, right? So, yeah, you could say he's – but it's – like you said, is he in the top seven? Is he, I mean, we're going to mince numbers here. Because last year it was, is he a top ten quarterback? Elite's top five. Now all of a sudden it's – okay, you just said seven. And it's 12. It's, which number is it? 
Well, Here's the, the bottom I think, line. I, I think the question this year, if you want me to name you some quarterbacks from that range. No, what is, I'm going to say is Is he that, better than Dak Prescott, your guy, and is he better than Kyler Murray? Because Kyler Murray just got freaking over $200 million and $160 million guaranteed. Derek Carr is on a one-year deal. I think Derek, Derek they, Carr they, is better they, than they, Kyler they can, Murray. The Raiders can move on from Derek Carr after this year. I and, think, if I'm, and if I'm Team Carr, I'm like, wait a second. Kyler Murray got that. Deshaun Watson seems like he's kind of a crumb and has some character issues. He got that, and I'm on a one-year deal. So that's why it's important, the whole ranking thing. There is a pecking order yes. in how you get paid. Yes, I understand that. But there's also, I mean, Joe Burrow may have set himself for a little bit by getting to the Super Bowl. There's also something to be said for leading your team to the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl. And the bottom line is Derek Carr has the potential with no outside circumstances causing him to fail. The previous year, before last year's crazy off-the-field distractions, the defense failed him. Give me one more herd who says the one thing Derek Carr is missing is the it factor, that all the top quarterbacks have something in terms of an it factor. See if he sells you on Derek Carr's it factor. you got to give fans an it. But I think the it for Derek Carr is... He overcomes things better than anybody in the league. Overcomes coaching chaos, overcomes a teammate a killing a citizen in Las Vegas, driving 110 miles an hour under the influence. He overcomes weak drafts, a battle line, fourth quarter deficits, and constant fluctuation in the organization. And now the toughest division ever in the history of the NFL. You forgot one, Colin. He overcomes scrutiny and hate. He's resilient to everybody thinking that he can't do something. I'll repeat it. The first year that they were here, three of the last, however many, what it was, the three or three last losses down the stretch that the defense blew in the last minutes of the games. He has proven that he can lead this team. And I've said this time, as much as I back Derek Carr and think that he needs the right setting, there's no excuses this year. And he doesn't make excuses, but this is the year where there are none for anybody on that team. He's got his guy. I believe that they have a strong running back room, regardless of what they do with Josh Jacobs. The offensive line, eh, remains to be seen, but they got to put five guys out there. Darren Waller will be back. Foster Morrow, there will be a double tight end set. The defense will come together. The secondary will improve. Derek Carr will prove this will be the year, barring anything crazy that doesn't sideswipe. Now, there's never perfection. There's going to be injuries, nicks, bruises. Yes, but this is the year that he will finally shut some people up. Doesn't mean he's going to win the Super Bowl. He doesn't have to, but he's got to run a successful campaign, especially against that division. Coming up, top two stories. We're going to talk about Robin Leonard as uh, Leonard is out for the year. Strong fan reaction on social media. And one of the things I like the most today about uh, stories that came out, I'm so fired up next week after seeing Josh McDaniel's house and a bunch of pictures of his uh, $5 million house in Anthem. Man, when you guys are all done, during media availability, with all the questions about the Vikings game, I go right into my key questions about his house. I am intrigued.
It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Willie, do you uh, do you like real estate? You like looking at houses? Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. So Cause about because there's a difference between what you just asked. About 20 minutes from now, yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about Josh McDaniels. Mm. RJ did a nice job of putting his uh, his house that he bought up in Anthem. Yeah, pretty cool looking house. It is. It's pretty. But dope. but, you know, we've been talking about Robin Leonard, and now we've had about I don't know 30 hours for us, and especially VGK fans and hockey fans to process that Robin Leonard the. Knights goalie is out for the season. So, of course, what happens with a lot of Golden Knights fans? It goes back to the heated argument that's been going on now for a couple of years Fleury or Leonard. And I saw someone tweet out earlier in the day. They said. Keeping Leonard over Flurry will go down as the worst move in VGK history. Um, on the heels of that, Todd Furman, former uh, sportsbook guy and gambling tweeter, yep. said, change the entire trajectory of the franchise and locker room dynamic, something nobody in analytics will ever be able to quantify effectively i actually don't believe that he changed that flurry going bye-bye changed the locker room dynamic do you i think they got rid of more important guys to that locker room but you know you cover vgk a lot more than i do did it change the locker room dynamic the locker room dynamic was changed long before he left before flurry left yeah okay when they started bringing in the shiny new toys and they busted up the, the misfits. Now, I'm not saying that the first year's roster would have won the Stanley Cup. It, it would have been very hard to duplicate because as much chemistry brought them together and, of course, the spirit of October 1 and all that, um, there was also the unknown for all the, the teams that were playing the Golden Knights. And let's not forget about the quote-unquote Vegas flu, which was a real thing. Teams coming to town right. and partying. And, hey, we get to go to Vegas this year, you know? Yeah. Well, there there were so, – there are there are Leonard defenders as well and also people who, you know, watch the games and follow the numbers. Analytics actually does play into this. Another person said, um, you know, since his cup run in 17-18, math had declined – pretty rapidly, saving well below what is expected of him. And besides a resurgence in 2021, math had been poor, and he is six years older than Leonard. Now, the problem with saying, hey, someone's six years older is he is a lot more durable. You can't really argue that. Leonard, is just, he just has a track record of not being durable. And as you pointed out in hour one with Mike McKenna, the former VGK analyst and former goalie in the NHL, like, once these injuries start piling up for goaltenders, you know, if we're talking about a serious hip injury, follow, you know, on the heels of a knee and a shoulder, like now Leonard's overall future, not just this coming year, his overall future in the NHL is in question. It is. It's in jeopardy. And to, to, to go back to declining numbers 
while Fleury was here and then Leonard and then and then as Leonard came in. Let's not forget that Fleury was, you know, he missed some time the first season with concussion. He he had some issues here and there, and then his father dying, and then you had the bubble, and then you had Leonard coming. So I mean there were there were a lot of different things that contributed, not to mention the infusion of other players that sort of helped the defensive side. Petrangelo coming in, right? Alec Martinez. So it's not just the goaltender. Now, I'm not going to defend either side and say, you know, like this one person who covers hockey in a different city can't predict injury and can't blame the player, but still the decision to keep Robin Leonard over Marc-Andre Fleury will go down as one of the, I don't know if that's what you were referring to, one of the worst in NHL history. But I've said this time and time again, Marc-Andre Fleury was the starting goaltender three of the four seasons he was here. They lost in the Stanley Cup to Washington. The next year, they were up three games to one. Let's not blame the Golden Knights losing that series to the Sharks on the referees because of a bad call on Cody Eakin. They were up three games to one. Who was the starting goaltender that lost game five, game six, and let the goals in in game seven? That was Marc-Andre Fleury. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. I think it's going to be Mark McMillan. Watch, he has the ball. Now watch McMillan, number 29. He did. He went in there, stripped it out. Former NFL cornerback and ESPN Las Vegas NFL insider Mark McMillan is live on Cofield and Company now. I always say it. We have the best sound crew in all of sports radio. Vast sound crew led by Ari. What is that? Summerall and especially Madden with Mighty Mac. Mark McMillan is with us. He's got a new open. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I like that. I like that intro, man. You got me hyped up, man. You got me hyped up right now. I'm fired up for football. And, I, you know, I've seen you out of both uh, Raiders and UNLV. We got a lot to get to. A lot of good stuff going on. Not so good, though. Like, I'm excited to see Deshaun Watson get an opportunity to play, but I have no idea what the hell is going to happen with this guy because – you know, now maybe they can come to an agreement where he misses a little over half the season. This is a weird time for the NFL and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's a, it's a touchy subject, I guess, you know, for a lot of people. And, you know, I guess we got to tiptoe and tread a little lightly. But, you know, Mr. Godell, you know, he wants, he wants to lay down the hammer and give them a, give him a whole year. Um, he's going to be playing, was playing right now in the preseason game in Jacksonville. So um, you paid a lot of money. Um, you know, and a lot of people got paid off, you know, but one person, and uh, it's preseason. You know, if he's not going to play the first six games, why not get as much use out of him uh, as you can? As a business standpoint, if I gave you all that money, I'm going to put you on the field. I'm going to get something out of you. Not only Raiders and UNLV reporter Mark McMillan, but Las Vegas Aces sideline. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, Mark, let me. You know what I enjoy when we're at the Raiders practices together is Mark will be an observant. He'll watch things, right, Steve? He'll. But when the DBs are practicing close to the media, Mark is. I mean, Mark might as well just put a coach's cap on. It, it's fun to see. Oh, come on! You got to. No, you got to tighten that up. You got to get in it. Mark, what are we seeing for the secondary? Um, I see the secondary uh, gelling together. Um, they, they, uh, the communication is a lot better. 
Uh, you know, in the past couple of years, you know, there's been a lot of miscommunication, a lot of deep balls, uh, you know, having a lot of trouble with that. And that comes with pass rush or lack of pass rush that they had in the past. But you had a Chandler Jones along with a Max Crosby, and you have one of the best one-two punches in the, in the National Football League. And, you know, uh, I know Cobbs has been getting a lot of credit, uh, a lot of pub, a lot of ink in, in training camp. And I've been one of the guys uh, that's been studying him and watching him closely as well. And uh, Jonathan Abram, you know, I know he's, he's feeling the heat as well. His contract is up after this season. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, expected him to do a lot better things being drafted so high out of Mississippi State. But I see him with a workmanship uh, mentality, you know, grinding, you know, being the first in line. Uh, being first in reps, you know, making sure uh, guys are lined up in, in the proper position. And, you know, that's just one of the things I love, man. And, you know, sometimes I see myself – I can't backpedal anymore, guys, but I, I see myself making certain moves and, and, and uh, mannerisms, you know, once the ball is snapped. They were doing some high-point drills. Can you do those high-point drills still? Do you have any ups at all? Um, you know, I, actually I was talking to Eric Allen about 30 minutes ago, and he was like, man, maybe we can get some reps in. I was like, EA – we might can get one more rep, but, you know, these guys are in, in tip-top shape, man. Uh, guys are getting up at the highest point. There's some guys out there that didn't get up so high and was dropping the ball, which is not it, – it, it's a drill. You can't catch the ball in the drill with some pads in front of you. You know, what do you expect to happen in the game? And some guys think, well, you know, if it was a game, I would have caught it. No, hell no. This is this is where you home in on your craft at in training camp. So when the season kicks off, I wouldn't say kick off. You know, they got a game Sunday night, and a lot of these guys as backups are going to be called to play a lot of minutes uh, against the Vikings. Yeah, speaking of ups, there's only one member of the Raiders organization that I think I can outjump, and it's Rob Ryan. <laughs> Rob was out there the other day. He's out there every day. He's a senior defensive assistant. My Lord, that voice. And he's still got the look with the hair, and he's got, you know, the Cofield belly. Um, but he is a presence out there. He's very active. Yeah, he's very active, and, you know, as, as an old player, you know, you like that. You know, I've, I've co- played against him, uh, played against his dad, Rex, played against his dad, Buddy, uh, and they all had that same kind of bark, man. Even, you know, with my days in Philly and Buddy was in uh, with the Cardinals, you know, I used to always go to the sideline and talk a little trash, and Buddy didn't hold back. And, you know, he said some things that hard knocks uh, probably would have had to bleep out. But, you know, Rex Ryan is, is a fiery guy. Um, you need that. You know, it's a different age of football, and some of these guys come in, you know, with everything given to them. So, you know, Ryan's that old-school guy that's going to bark at these guys, and I love it, man. And you can see, he ain't missing no meals either. No, no. He's, uh, he's healthy, as I call myself. He's, he's very healthy. All right, give me some observations on what right now is kind of a patchwork defensive line, and I still wonder if they're going to use some of that $20 million plus in salary cap room. Is it going to be on the – offensive line or is it going to be inside on the defensive line i think probably like inside on the defensive line uh, you know they got some good pieces on the offensive line they just got to find the right mix of guys uh, those guys are battling out it might be you know some rookie guys i know dylan is, is, is playing really well uh in, in preseason and as well as in training camp i've been watching him uh but you know on the defensive line interior you're going to need that guy that can run stop or you know two gaps uh, be able to hold the center and be able to take some pressure off of those guys on the outside. So I think D-line uh, in, in the interior part that they're going to need some help. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar here at Treasure Island getting jammed. Bar's filling up, but it's such a gigantic bar. The space here is, is massive. The sports memorabilia is really cool. So make sure you come on down uh, tonight to watch the uh, end of the show, hang out afterwards. Willie, 
is going to be here at 9 a.m. tomorrow with Throw the Flag. He and Gooch do a live show every Saturday morning, and we got Mark McMillan on the horn with us. So, Mark, you know, at your core, you know, I know you still feel like you're a player. You're still super competitive. We'll get to some of the uh, cooking exploits here in a couple minutes, but you're also a teacher. You love teaching. And I know you got a massive kick out of – you've been out at the UNLV practices for football. I know you got a really big kick out of getting an invite from Marcus Arroyo to actually speak to the team after a practice. Yeah, that was, that was, that was really good, man. You know, I've been here for a couple of years, Steve, and, uh, you know, following, following your league with UNLV football. And it's just football period, man. I love it. And, you know, uh, this is the first time, and I said it to the team. I said it to Coach. I said this is the first time uh, me actually, you know, being a, a part – of the program at some point, you know, just going out and speaking to the kids, being a mentor to the kids, and uh, going back and forth during the week and, and texting Coach Arroyo. He texts right back. He reaches out, uh, you know, gives me nuggets, uh, you know, about the program. So me and him are building a relationship that I wish, you know, they, they had in the past. But it just goes to show, you know, it, it's a different age. It's a different light over there with the program. Uh, I love it. Uh, I got a, had a chance to coach a lot of these kids when they were youth. Uh, back in Arizona and in California, and to see these kids now at UNLV, man, is is, is a blessing, man. I, I just light up, uh, you know. And then the kids ask about coming back out to practice, uh, you know. And, and you know me, man. I'm I'm a football junkie, man. I, I'll be at all of them if if I had the time to. Mark, I got um, listen. I'm watching the games up here. I'm watching Twitter. Drake London goes down. He was out for the game. Cleveland lost players. Name escapes me. Um, and he was questionable to come back. Now Zach Wilson hurt, and the injuries TBD with a situation to monitor per the report. Is is I mean it's week one, but the regular season, you know, it's I mean there's only three games now. Is right. this is this I mean is this something that other coaches will pay attention to and then get them maybe a little nervous as to what they're going to do with their starters? Um, absolutely. You know, but, you know, as a player, man, I always say it. And, you know, you, if you're an NFL player, you want to play football. Um, you know, your coaches are, you know, obviously they make the final decision. Uh, but as a football player, man, I've played on a lot of teams. And every time as a first unit, we always wanted to go out there and compete, whether it be four downs, whether it be eight downs, or whether it be a quarter or a half. We just wanted to go out there as a group. Uh, and get the field, get back into the, the groove of things. Um, you know, as a player, you don't think about injury. You know, if, you, if you're worried about getting injured as a player, uh, you know, this is not the game for you. You, you go out there, you have a job to do. Uh, injuries come with the game. But at the end of the day, man, it's football and, and things happen. And, you know, uh, even I'm, I'm looking at the car situation. You look at Waller, you know, I see him hyped up at the Aces game, but he's still not participating in, in training camp. So I'm like, what is really going on? Well, we don't have an exact injury. There's lots of whispers that it's a hamstring. Uh, Willie talked to Waller a couple times this week. He said he's going to be back next week. McDaniel said he's working his way back. So, I don't know. You know, we were speculating early in the week that this could be kind of a hold-in where he's not practicing while they finish off an extension. But we're not exactly sure what's happening. Uh, but Carr, you know, the other thing is Carr actually addressed it. He's like, listen, we've, we've got pretty good chemistry. Uh, you don't want to have him missing too much time, but... He thinks they'll be fine. So, I don't know. What do you think is happening with Waller right now? Um, I, the only thing I can think of is maybe it's a contract. Uh, maybe he's looking for for that extra little money. That extension is like, well, if you guys are not going to extend me, and I'm not going to go out here and, you know, put myself on the line in training camp and risk possibly injury. Um, you know, like I said, as a football player and, 
and observing some of the movements and some of the I've seen him. I've been to two games, two Aces games. I've seen him at more Aces games than I've seen him at the, at training camp. So I, I don't I don't know what to say of it. You know, I don't want to put the young man on blast, but young man, if you're hurt, you don't need to be out there courtside jumping up and down. I know your girl, she's a baller, but at some point you got to figure out like there's a lot of people watching me. If I'm sitting here pumped up on the sideline at a game and I'm not showing up to the to the job that I'm supposed to do, then of course people are going to have their speculation. Mark McMillan, Grillin McMillan. All right, a couple of food points before we uh, let you go for the week. First of all, the beginning of the week, did you do a fish fry? Oh, I had a fish fry, man. I had to buy some flounder, man. I had a little fish fry. I cut up some uh, shoestring potatoes, and I put my Boom 3.0 season on them. Man, it was delicious. I, a lot, it, you know, usually it's, it's in the, in the uh, African-American community. Friday is fish fry. Or you can go to bingo. It's not African-American. I would say bingo night, casino night, fish fry. But in the McMillan household, we fry fish on Monday. What is a red rooster sauce? Uh, red, you, you mean you don't have no red rooster in your I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's. That, that's the hood sauce right there, man. That's the hot sauce that'll make you go, ooh, wee. <laughs> uh, tell people in the area about uh, what's going on with uh, Wo-Wo Lemonade. Uh, Wo-Wo Lemonade, man, they just ran a special all week. Uh, you know, it's called the Mighty Mouse Lemonade. So I collaborated on them uh, with them this week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to announce the winner tomorrow. Uh, we'll get an autographed Eagle uh, Game Day magazine that I was featured in uh, last year with, with Jalen Hurst on the cover. Uh, there's three gift cards, and there's a free Mighty Mouse lemonade that's mango, strawberry, and pineapple mix. Man, it is delicious. Mark, tell tell everybody what's going on with your favorite new rub that is not a grilling rub. <laughs> hey, my second. man Willie, man. It, I, Willie was selling, uh, he, he was slinging seasons out of the back of his truck, man, like we used to do CDs back in the day uh, with two pockets, <laughs> with two pockets, too short, man. He, he hits me up with probably about eight or nine good seasons, man. I tried it on some chicken. Uh, Willie, I will say, man, the season came out really good. I will give you more plugs now that you gave. Finally, you showed up to the meeting and you had the gift and the season. So I appreciate you, Willie. And good looking out with the Aces tickets as well, man. It's always a pleasure uh, sitting next to you at the game. Mark, have a great weekend. I'll see you out at the football field next week. I'll All see right, you. man. I'll, I'll see you guys this week. Hopefully, I'll see you guys at the game on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Are you going to be there, Steve? Which game? It's a good question. We'll ask on the way back. Mark Davis has decisions to make. Wow. Which game do you go to on Sunday? Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. You know, I'm looking forward to having a fun weekend. Some friends in town. Do a little work. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. But I'm following Twitter and watching some of the stuff on TV. I'm not happy. We'll get to that in about three minutes. Go in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So we'll start out with a, a cool note. First of all. For hip-hop, this is uh, what in terms of commemorating what date? It was yesterday. It was yesterday? Okay. It, it was the birthday, August 11th, 49th birthday of hip-hop. How do they pick a birthday? Uh, I believe it was when Cool Herc 
Okay. Came out with in from the Bronx. All right. In the boogie down. I like that. Um. Yeah, he was. I think he was 14 years old, mixing beats, but that's where it started. And then, of course, the rapping in the in the streets and. Nice. You know, I got a little. I got bars. I mean, I, this is not the way the show works. You don't just get to. He's going to throw to his own bites. I mean, I mean, Ari knows that, right? That was a, that's a complete violation here. It's got to be a lot. I was smoother. just telling you that it got bars. Well, we we know we had to improve your bars again. The vast sound crew had to put something together here. Can we get a little willy rap too? Pretty good. Well, here's the thing. Thanks to the vast sound crew. We have an improvement. Ari? Oh, is that right? Click, clack, what's that beat? High heels on concrete. She was tall and lovely. Long dark hair, Latina cuddly. She walked with authority, clicked her heels like Dorothy. Confidence was brewing. Her vibe stewing. I was cooking my game. I was prepping my name for introduction. The goal seduction. And we're going to take a time, no rushing. I'm in your head now and you're blushing. No need to be shy, because I'm your guy. The one who makes you laugh, I won't make you cry. I'm going to grab your heart with devotion. Our body's in motion. How about that? Little, little something, something for you, Steve. Wow. You got to loop me. You're trying to surprise me. We got to roll video on that. <laughs> I lost beat there for a minute because <laughs> I, I still I had you in my peripheral and I lost the beat. I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I think I like the lyrics from uh, a little bit more. That flowed better. No, that was awesome. <laughs> Boy, Will, when when Willie gets busted on, he will fire back with, I'm going to get your ass at some point. You got me. That was good. I, I, like, ah, I, I Get him a paper bag. He's hyperventilating. I didn't feel like I was getting busted on. Dude, that. Ra- rapping is hard. I got a friend. Uh, it's actually kind of a new friend that I met through the SO, uh, yeah. Buddy J from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And we've gone out to watch karaoke. And I'll get up every once in a while. But, like, at places that have a lot of singers, good singers, I don't get up. But if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I'll put up, you know, some singers every once in a while. This guy has gotten up, and he's done the three things I've seen him do are – Charlie Daniels, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, yeah. Followed by a Prince song. And now I'm blanking on the Prince song, I'll tell you after the show, really fast. And then last week, he did uh, Young MC Bust a Move. Mm. And I don't think until you watch that song at karaoke or try to do it, you yeah. realize how friggin' fast it yeah. is. Yep. And he was pretty good. That or It Takes Two. Chubb Rocks uh, is, is a tough one, too, yeah. Good job. Well, that was a pump me up. Maybe I won't even get to the negative stuff. No, I will. <laughs> Stick your hand in there, Dave. Hey, you know, after preseason. Oh, boy. Have you seen this already? So, Drake London, USC guy, uh, he went down with a knee injury. The Jets friggin' blast Jalen Hurts. That was out of control. Dirty hit out of bounds. I think he's okay. And then it's almost like it's karma. Zach Wilson's out there, like, is basically going to plant his right knee and make a little bit of a move. It didn't even look like his, his right foot hit the ground. And he goes down. So, of course, now, you know, you, everyone rushes to the worst possibility. It's like, ACL. So, as a Jets fan, I'm like, ah! that's a weird noise. But I'm on live radio. So, what I would normally say, mm. we can't because I'll 
explode the dump machine. Yeah. So, so now you have to ask, will Jimmy G, if... No! No! We're not broaching the topic. Oh, no. This okay. is a little knee tweak. He'll be ready for the beginning of the regular season. Okay? Yeah. Let's not do it. Okay. I'm sorry. I was distracted by the broadcast and on the ticker at the bottom... The headlines for okay. NFL. Uh, it just says questionable to return. No, I, I, it's that's a not what I was talking game. about. I'm very preoccupied now. We, right now. I'm because very we focused listen. It was a Raiders, uh, and they have gone as far to put hamstring up there. Oh, with Waller? Yes. Yeah. See, if okay, you well, let me finish. Well, it's not. I, I, You're right, very emotional, right Jets Right now, guy. I don't care. I don't, like, I can't have another season that wasn't going to be very good. Like, there's maybe a little bit of hope. It's all we asked for. There's 23 is seconds NFL left fans. in it's the all, second quarter in Philly, and you're already getting emotional. You don't in know New what New Jersey like. is where New Yorkers put their garbage. Exactly. We're a dumped upon state. That idiot. Hmm. Maybe I should rap again. <laughs> you know, I was in a much better mood when you did it. All right, back in there. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So I was going to ask you a question before we got uh, – Sidetracked for like 90 minutes, so good flow to the show. But we ran out of time at the end of hour one. Uh, for the Aces games, hmm. well, let's start off with, is Mark Davis going to the Aces game or the Raiders game on Sunday? Both. Really? Yeah, he told me he's, he's, he's trying to figure it out, but he's going to go to both. I think he's happy that they changed the time from 3 to noon because he can go to the 12 o'clock game. It, listen, let's not, let's not sit here and say, well, the Raiders, it's the NFL. It's this. First of all, he went to the Hall of Fame game. That was their first preseason. He's not, missing week, he's not missing their first preseason game. Yes, it's week one, but he was at the Hall of Fame game. Okay, He's been there. Um, he has traveled. He traveled to watch the Aces play the Commissioner's Cup in Chicago. He's been on the road. He's hardcore. As has Darren Waller. Yeah, he's hardcore. He's traveled as well. He will go to the Aces game, and I'm sure that there will be – because here's what you have to remember. Once the, the Aces game starts at 12, it ends around 2, and the Raiders start at 125, people will pretty much be in their spot. It's going to be leaving Mandalay. It's going to be problematic. But he'll go out that side where the private cars are. One of the side doors from the back. He'll take a car. They'll, they'll get him over across the way. He'll go in the – you know, it's not like he has to get into – an area where we have to park and take a shuttle or where, you know, a fan, they're going to rush him into the, the private lanes or whatever, the private parking lots and into the tunnel and drive right in. He drive, they drive him right up to the uh, Raiders locker room inside the stadium. He's got his own parking spot at the bottom of the stadium in, in the right. bowels of Allegiant. He cool. will go to both. Question answered. I got three quick things to close on. All right, go. Ready? Get in there. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, my fantasy snitch just caught a touchdown. Romeo Dubs from Nevada, from Jordan Love, back in the back. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Everyone in the audience, check out the RJ photos of Josh McDaniel's house. Did Stunt. you look at them? Yeah. There's... First of all, I like the pool. Yep. So it's a uh, interesting looking pool, and I like the lighting. A lot of lighting because hmm. that that shape of a pool, you could blank up the lighting. The thing I like the most in his house is his laundry room. It's big. I like the kitchen. I don't know why. I, I don't like my laundry room, and like I do a lot of laundry. And my dream is to have a, a nice big laundry room. I got one more thing. You can't speak. Okay. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Now's your turn. Is that a Reuben that you just got here at Golden Circle tuna Sports Cooking Bar? Tuna a melt. tuna melt. Stunning. Really? Yeah. That bread. Oh, 
I'm going to interject that anyway. My on, that looks beautiful. The room in McDaniel's house that looks like it's a waste is he's got like a couple. Of, I, I don't know what he does, but it's not a worker out room. It's not a weight room, but it's a waste of space. I uh, I don't like tuna melts, but I would eat a tuna melt in Josh McDaniel's laundry room and just like sneak in, sneak out, and just I'd leave. Especially if I cooked it with perfect seasonings in that kitchen. It's the free pops. Throw the flag. Oh, that's right. See, we had four things to get to. We had four Put your things hand to in get there, to. Dave. Yeah. Throw the flag tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11. Gooch and Willie and live here. Live here from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. We'll see you.